Hey guys, welcome to another podcast of Loser's Ball. We are in our second episode so far. I'm your host, Ben, alongside Elon. Hey Ben, it's nice to be back. I'm excited to, uh, for another big episode. Hey, we have a great episode planned for you, but before we get into the episode, if you're not following us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, then what are you doing with yourselves? Follow us at Loser's Ball Pod. We post updates about showtime, about our you know, episodes, uh, we post content, you know, we tweet, we like, we like to get inside the NBA action, so if you're not following us, following us at Losers Ball Pod on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram, you're wasting your time. And before you know, we start with the episode, Elon, what is going on in the NBA? The Cleveland Cavaliers are 3-0 sitting on top of the Eastern Conference. The Knicks just beat the Bucks. The Nets just lost the Hornets. What is this madness? <laughs> uh, the NBA is always unpredictable. I mean, end of the day, we know that the Lakers will come out on top in the end of the season. But throughout the season, there are, there's always these fun nights, these different, uh, you know, weird anomalies that happen. Um, but as crazy as those three games were, I mean, the Clippers got bodied last night or yesterday afternoon. They got absolutely demolished. They're down by 50 at halftime. The lead extended by the end of the game to 51. I'm wearing a Mavericks jersey right now just to uh, show my support to uh, Luca, And I hope that Kawhi and Serge are regretting moving from Toronto. That They would have been a lot, off, be, lot better off with the Raptors. That's all I can say. You know, that 50-point um, <laughs> that loss really brings me back to my high school days. You know, you walk into an opposing gym and you're just like, you know, here we go again, getting bodied by 40. But um, <laughs> I have to show some support for the New York Knicks today. You know, knocking off the potential Eastern Conference champs. Hey, uh, win's a win. A win's a win. That's great motivation for them. Yeah, it's probably the uh, happiest day in the James Dolan era for any Knicks fan. So I'm sure they're all uh, reeling. But yeah, it brings me back to my, my high school basketball days also. We had uh, one game where we lost by 79 points. Uh, by the end of that game, our strategy just was just don't let them get to 100. And uh, thank God we didn't. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, it can get a little bit better for the Clippers. They can make the season a little bit more competitive. And, you know, also, uh, rumor has it it might even be a holiday in uh, New York City today over that win against the Bucks. So, you know, good stuff from them. Hopefully, they could keep the momentum. I don't know. We might have to change our, our predictions for this year's uh, final standings. But, you know, we'll see what happens as the, as the season goes. Anyways, beginning of the season, always seems like we're talking about expansion, expansion, expansion. Last week, Adam Silver was asked about it. You know, he said it's an idea that they're looking into. And we know it's going to happen you know, it looks like each league in North America is trying to expand to 32 teams. The NHL is already at 31, expanding to 32 next year when the Seattle Kraken comes in. Uh, the NFL is already at 32. And I think it's safe to say that the NBA and the MLB will follow soon. You know, expansion provides many benefits for the leagues. And it, this is something that we haven't seen since 02, since Charlotte was awarded an expansion franchise. End of the day, uh, as as routine as these talks are about relocation and expansion every single year, you know this past week that when Adam Silver mentioned it again, it brought a lot more legitimacy to the uh, to the situation, and not just because every league wants to expand and get more revenue, get more money, but especially with COVID, the amount of revenue that was lost from the missed opportunity from the fans in the stadium, from the lost games, uh, bringing in an extra team to the league or extra two teams can really help get back that money, and so I think that. Especially with COVID, it brings there's a lot more uh, urgency to get those teams into the league. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, you know it could bring in a lot of revenue for the teams. 
uh, back in 02 when Charlotte was awarded their uh, expansion team, the fee for the expansion team was $300 million. They're predicting it for you know the next team or two teams to come into the league around $1 billion, which will be redistributed. <laughs> yes, if you have uh, $1 billion in pocket change, you could get an NBA franchise, which will be redistributed amongst you know all the other teams. And I think it's pretty safe to say that for Seattle, it's not uh, if they get an expansion team, but when. I have a hard time seeing another team being relocated immediately, but I think Seattle will probably be awarded you know, an expansion team. You know, We've seen the NBA go back to cities that have lost a team, for example, Charlotte. So I think it's very safe to say that we, could, uh, you know, we might see the Seattle Super Songs come back one day. Yeah, Ben, hopefully we can get some uh, sponsors for the podcast so we can have a, <laughs> afford a, get enough money to afford a basketball team. Hopefully we'll get billions of dollars soon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the C- Seattle's Losers Balls might be, uh, might be the next team name. We'll see, we'll see what we can do with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think Seattle's a given. I think that, you know, there's talks about Atlanta relocating a few years ago, Sacramento. Anytime there's any talks about a team moving, Seattle's the obvious location. They've been d- dying for a team ever since the Supersonics went to Oklahoma City. And so I think that it's not who's going to get that team. It's an obvious that Seattle will be that next city uh, who will join the NBA. The question, though, for me would be that if they expand to 32 teams, if Seattle is the given that they'll for sure be the 31st team, who's the 32nd team, in your opinion? If you had to rank the top three most realistic cities, what would be the three cities for you? Yeah, I mean, number one for me, it has to be Vegas. I mean, a couple of years ago, the NHL tapped into that market, giving them an expansion franchise of Vegas Golden Knights, and they've been wildly successful. You know, They sell out the arena, You know, fans are very loyal to them. The NFL just recently moved into the market as the Oakland Raiders moved, become the uh, Vegas Raiders' new stadium. And Vegas just makes a lot of sense right now. You know, the NBA's hosted an all-star game, funny enough, before the Raptors, even before Toronto even hosted a game. So, you know, you can see that NBA is very focused on Vegas. They have an NBA-ready arena and T-Mobile arena. And I think the team would be competitive right away. I think Vegas would be able to land a lot of free agents. I think they'd be very successful. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that Vegas is a very likely city to host the, another NBA franchise. Uh, they do have an NFL team and, and an NHL team. And along with the All-Star Weekend they hosted, they actually host every summer a summer league tournament there in Vegas as well. So I think that, especially also with the growing market of sports betting and how the NBA is always con- constantly searching for another market and to grow the business and, the, and, the, and their revenues, I think going into the heart of, this, of the country and, and the continent where gambling happens the most, Vegas would make a lot of sense. For me, though, as likely as the Vegas is for another NBA team, I think the most likely city that will get a team is Mexico City. Uh, the NBA has been very, very vocal how they want to be a global league. There's been talks about them going to London, to all over the world, and they've played exhibition games all over the world, as well as Mexico City. Adam Silver has mentioned in the past about having a G League team there in Mexico City, and... I think that it, we have a teams in America and in Canada, and if they want to continue expanding to North America, Mexico City is the next spot. There's already an NBA-ready arena there. I think, for me, the most likely city would be Mexico City. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it sounds pretty interesting. Uh, one of the issues that you have is, you know, the currency issues, you know, Mexico operating with the peso. That could be an issue. It might be more expensive to operate a franchise there. And also, it's a language issue. You know, not everyone's first language is Spanish, or not everyone... No Spanish, obviously, you know, players are get, you know, they get used to, you know, living in Mexico City. But I mean, that could be a deterrent when you're 
giving a city a franchise. You know, some players, they might not want to go to a new country. And if, you know, Toronto's having issues attracting free agents, I could only imagine Mexico City would also have the same issue. Although the weather is nicer, so that could be a bigger, di bigger difference is why people don't want to sign in Toronto compared to Mexico City. I definitely get that, but end of the day, if players want the bag, they'll get the bag anywhere. Mexico City will give them <laughs> enough money. You know, the, Toronto's been dealing with the Canadian dollar versus the U.S. dollar. End of the day, the, everyone gets paid in American dollars, all the players. So it really, they'll just be spending pesos versus spending U.S. dollars. They can probably attract a lot of overseas players, a lot of South American players, Spanish players. And it could end up being a uh, big free agent market for people who are coming from overseas. We've seen that the, the, the bright stars of the future with Giannis and Luca are, are European players. And if more and more of the top players in the NBA are European, it could be they have no issue with playing in Mexico City. So for me, I think that they're the most likely city to get it franchised with Vegas following them in second. But I really think that in Mexico City would be the next most likely situation. Mm -hmm. no, I mean, like you said before, the NBA is very interested in Mexico City with the G League trying to get a franchise there. But I think... One that one city that you might see be in the mix in the future would be Kansas City. I mean, hear me out. They previously hosted an NBA team, Sacramento Kings, prior to moving to Sacramento, were known as the Kansas City Kings. They have an NBA-ready arena, the T-Mobile Center, for, formerly known as uh, the Sprint Center, and they were actually, you know, in talks with the Raptors to host them for the 2020-2021 season. Unfortunately, Toronto decided to go with Tampa instead of. Kansas City, but you know they were still in that race to, to try to land the Raptors. You know the arenas also hosted several college basketball games from March Madness to regular season and tournaments. So I think it could very well be a very viable option. And you know if you see the NBA, you know expanding into the West for uh, Seattle, you might want a team that's maybe more central or closer east to even out the divisions. You know you have Seattle in the West that brings the West to 16 teams in the conference. And now you could have Kansas City playing in the Eastern Conference, which would even out at 16. So maybe, you know, two teams in the, you know, the NBA might opt for, you know, one team in the West, one team in the East. I don't think that's, that's too crazy to see. So let me throw out one other idea for you, uh, connected to the whole Raptors, where they would play in this season. Another team that was rumored to host the Raptors was Louisville, Kentucky. And I can see them also, uh, you know, being another city that can get an NBA franchise. They've tried to get teams in the past. They've tried getting expansion teams or, or getting teams to relocate to Louisville various times in history. They tried getting the Buffalo Braves to move there in 1978, the Cavs to move there in 1983. They tried getting each of the Rockets, the Hornets, and the Grizzlies to move there in the early 2000s. They have two potential NBA viable arenas that have both hosted NBA exhibition games in the past. They have clearly have a desire to have a basketball team in the city, and they're a basketball-crazy town. They're right now dominated by college basketball. I think that they're ready to make that leap to the NBA. I really can see that happening as well. It's similar to a lot of the points that you were making with Kansas City. I can see the same thing happening in Louisville. I mean, you know, you could also ask yourself, like, how come Louisville hasn't attracted a team yet? Maybe, maybe that could be an issue. You know, if they've been trying to bid for all these relocation, you know, rumors, you know, it's, it's, easy, it's a city over 1 million, but maybe it's just a, a college basketball town. Maybe it's not ready for, for NBA. You know, it could be, you know, we don't know. Maybe the fans there would still rather see, you know, Louisville instead of watching an NBA franchise. I don't know, but it's just, just an idea. All it takes is one guy with some really deep pockets to dish out a billion dollars <laughs> to bring a team to Louisville. Is that you or is it uh, someone else? If we get enough sponsors, that can be us, <laughs> Yeah, if, if you're looking uh, to get your name out, contact us at Losers Ball Pod on Twitter, 
TikTok and Instagram, <laughs> and uh, we'd, we'd love to uh, we'd love to hear your offers. I don't think this city is going to get it in the near, you know, like the next expansion locations, but I think it could happen very soon, and that would be London in the United Kingdom. Just hear me out. I know it's been thrown around. Um, Adam Silver said, you know, you know, he, he hasn't denied that they've looked into expanding into Europe, but they have an NBA-ready arena, O2 Arena, which has hosted several major North American sporting events, such as basketball and hockey. Um, you know, the London, London population is around 9 million, which would make them the second biggest market in the league, only behind New York. And, you know, compared to Canada, the currency in the UK is way stronger. They would operate in the pound compared to the Canadian dollar, which is, and the pound as, um, as of now is stronger than USD. So it's not like they'd be, you know, losing money during their operations. So it'd actually be probably one of the more healthier teams. Obviously, you know, the issues you have is being five hours ahead from the Eastern time zone, which would cause issues, you know, if a team from the West Coast has to play there. But I mean, as travel, you know, becomes more accessible and, you know, flights are getting shorter and shorter, I think it very well could be realistic. You saw how successful expansion in Canada has been, you know, when the Raptors were, you know, when they first started playing in 95, 20 years later, you have all these Canadians joining the NBA, getting drafted, playing in college. I think you might see the same results uh, in London because right now, who who do you think the biggest uh, UK basketball player right now? Who do you think it is? Probably OG Ananobi, also from the Raptors. OG Ananobi, and the only other one that I know is Luol Deng. I think if you put a franchise in the UK, I think you could very much have in twenty years, you know, this burst of UK talent joining North American uh, basketball. So I think it would be very worthwhile for the NBA to do this. Plus, they'd be tapping in. To the market first because we know the nfl has been very has been very interested in moving one of their franchises there so if the nba can get it first maybe they'll have more of a competitive advantage compared to other leagues so i think that it's a very good idea in theory and on paper as a pipe dream that makes a lot of sense however i think there's just too many flaws with the idea of bringing a team to london just for right now in the current state of the nba the world i think that the travel issue is too big of an issue and although the nba does want to be a global league a global market I think that there's still other cities to move to that make more sense for the NBA and for the league as, as a whole than London. I think, as I said earlier, Mexico City makes a lot more sense. There's also not so many Mexican players in the league right now, and they can also influence a whole generation of young Mexican athletes to come join the NBA. And I think that for them, the next logical step for me would be Mexico City. The travel issue isn't as big of a deal. They're in the same time zone as a lot of the cities. And I think I was just seeing that travel is a big concern for the, a lot of the players right now in a lot of the leagues. A typical 82-game season, there's a lot of wear and tear. We're seeing players that are getting injured a lot more. And the travel definitely doesn't help, especially we've seen this year. There's a lot more back-to-back. So they're trying to work the schedule around travel and trying to you know, accommodate the travel. But at the end of the day, travel is always an issue, especially in a, a long season like the NBA. It makes a lot more sense for the NFL when there's one game a, se- a week. But for a typical NBA schedule, the 82-game schedule there is right now, I think that London is more a pipe dream than a reality i mean it, it was just an idea thrown out there i think one of the you know one of the advantages that london has over mexico city is that most of the players you know speak the language it's not like you know they'd have to learn a new language it's just obviously just an idea and the nba has looked into it but for now it definitely does seem like a dream but i would like to see it happen one day well, Ben, speaking about dreams, let's have a little fun right now. If you had to make an NBA team, if you had to pitch an idea to the NBA offices, to Adam Silver, 
and to the rest of the owners. And you have to pitch a team, uh, the city, the team name, all the different things around that. And it could be anywhere. What would be your pitch? Who would, who would the team be? What would be all the details about it? Let us hear your idea. All right. Hear me out. Here's the team. The Buffalo Isolationists. <laughs> Buffalo Isolationists, yes. <laughs> Buffalo, New York has an NBA-ready arena, key arena, where the Buffalo Sabres play. The mascot would be ISO, the broken table. Shout out to Bill's Mafia. And the colors would obviously be blue, red, and white. Why would I decide to put a team in Buffalo? Well, this isn't just your normal team. This is a consequence team. Uh, if there's a player that is acting out towards you know, teammates, GMs, and ownership, for example, you could say James Harden, <laughs> you ship their ass to Buffalo as a punishment because no one wants to go to Buffalo and play, play sports there. If you get sent there, Buffalo has to play all their 41 home games during the months of December to February, and it's 41 straight. You don't get to go to Florida for you know a nice uh, couple day, couple uh, you know away games in Orlando and Miami. You don't get to go to LA. You have to stay in Buffalo. You have to deal with the snowstorms, and this will deter players from you know <laughs> pull, pulling stunts, like throwing a basketball at your teammate during practice or anything like that. And in return, when you when you send a player there, the NBA will either give you a high draft pick. Or they'll give you like the rights to some player, and you know hopefully this will you know help players be smarter about their decisions. <laughs> okay, so I've got a few questions on that because that's a wild idea. <laughs> My first question would be: Does Buffalo also get to draft players, or is it only for punished players? Uh, <laughs> they they can, they have low draft they have low draft picks. That that's what it's probably going to be. That's what it's going to look like. But for one way, one way to get out of Buffalo, if you play well, you know, you smarten up, you become a UFA. So, you know, you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, getting your, your contract offer matched by Buffalo. You could leave and, you know, you never have to come back. That, that, that's one of the advantages. It's kind of like prison, but for basketball. Because, you know, in any other league, in the NFL, you say, you, you say one thing about, you know, not wanting to, to be on your team, watch out because you're getting sent to Buffalo. Which at the moment right now, if, you know, if you're a football player, that's, that's pretty good. You have a good team there. But for the NBA during the winter months, I don't know if you want to play in Buffalo. So if this is an expansion team, I, I'm just having a little, a little bit of issues uh, trying to understand this whole thing. Is the goal that there would end up being down the line no Buffalo team at all and that all the players will smarten up and that there's no need for a NBA team in Buffalo and it'll go back to 30 teams? Or, or what happens then? What happens if you know there's not enough players in the league to fill a full NBA roster of players who are going out, skipping out on practices, demanding trades publicly, or doing anything else of the sort? No, the plan is to keep the franchise, obviously. But I think, I think you have an abundance, you'll have a, an abundance of star players that are unhappy with their current teams. You know, it, it would obviously have to, you know, kind of test it out. I don't think it's, I don't think they're the next city, you know, behind Vegas and Seattle, but it's just an idea. Okay, so Ben's idea is to have an NBA franchise that'll never win a NBA title, have a bunch of uh, disgruntled superstars, a ton of chemistry issues, and a lot of problems. I mean, uh, hey, 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 you, you never know that they won't win an NBA title. They could have James Harden this year if they were to come in the league. <laughs> The only way to make that work would be to have a reality TV show watching behind the scenes, sort of like keeping up with the Kardashians to really entertain the fans. <laughs> uh, so my, my idea was I wanted to have a little bit of a you know, small town kind of feel to the NBA, uh, but also have an NBA-ready franchise, an NBA-ready city. So I was looking on the map of the United States, 
and I came across Reno, Nevada, known as the biggest little city in the world. And I had an idea for the Reno rattlesnakes. Actually happens to be a lot of rattlesnakes in the uh, Reno region. And that there's actually a Rattlesnake Mountain State Park, which is one of Western America's largest state parks right outside of Reno. Other than the alliteration of the, of the double R in the name, I think that you know rattlesnakes happen to be one of the few venomous snakes in Northern Nevada. And I think that's the kind of ferocity that we want in Reno for the NBA team. Also a nice little tribute to Kobe. Exactly. We can make them a, a black rattlesnake, have a little bit of the, the black mamba vibe going on. But I think that I want to really bring that little city feel to the NBA. So here's my idea. We want to have a team in the desert with a retractable roof. Reno is known to be the sunniest city in America with uh, on average 300 sunny days a year. So I don't think there'd be an issue of uh, rainy days in the desert. And if there is a rainy day, then all of a sudden, you know, we can close the roof and, it's, and that's fine. And then with that retractable roof comes that, that little city feel because within the stadium, you can feel that, you know, almost everyone in the town is there. But also outside, you know, the players can smell the, the tailgates happening outside and the barbecues happening outside. They can hear the fans cheering on those big screens outside. So I don't really actually want to use any of the viable university basketball courts or the, the G League team that played, that played in Reno a few years ago used. I want to build a completely new stadium in Reno in the middle of the desert, the retractable roof. And I want really to feel that the whole town and the whole city is watching that team every night, whether they're in the stadium and cheering in the, in the seats, or they're outside the stadium barbecuing and tailgating outside. I really want to bring that little city feel to the NBA. Okay, now hear me out a second. Let me just test your geography quickly. Which state is Reno in? Reno's in Nevada. Nevada, okay. And if we full-heartedly think that Vegas is going to get an NBA team, what makes you think that Reno will be able to sustain an NBA team when they're basically going to be the Clippers of Nevada with Vegas having a basketball team? <laughs> Here's my idea. We have a team in Seattle, a team in Mexico City. The next team to come is Reno. You know, Vegas is nice and all, but before Vegas was a big thing, Reno actually happened to be the original you know, town where gambling would happen. And that's where all the casinos started. Vegas took over that. But Reno is the OG. They're the original ones. You know, it actually can provide a great town and a great home for a lot of the players. There's a, it actually has the highest number of ski resorts in America uh, per capita. And there's also just the, the, the real day-to-day uh, -day life in Reno. It's a great place for a player to either raise his family or go out and partying. If they want to raise a family, they actually held the Guinness World Record for the most people playing checkers at the same time with 540 people. There's a national bowling stadium. You know, so every every family likes to go bowling. They have the largest free hot air balloon event in the world called the Great Reno Balloon Race. They have the tallest climbing wall in the world. All these things sound fantastic to a family, to kids. And if you want to go, you know, out, you know, clubbing, drinking, and you want to live that bachelor lifestyle as an NBA player, Reno every year consistently makes the top 10 drunkest city list on average. So... You know, you have the small town family lifestyle for the family men in the NBA. And for all the James Hardens and the Danwell houses in the NBA, you got the drunk city also. It's the perfect balance. Bring the Reno rattlesnakes to the NBA. I want to see it. What, what's your counter argument to that? I mean, you know, maybe there's a reason why the Sacramento Kings move the Reno Bighorns from Reno to Stockton for their, for their G League team. I think, I think you might have mentioned all the reasons why they decide to do that instead of leave their team in Reno. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your idea is crazy. Having a team in Buffalo seems kind of crazy. But, you know, maybe like 20 or 30 years down, 
uh, one of these cities gets a gets a uh, you know an expansion team, and someone finds our podcast and clips this clip to say, you know what, these guys got it right. You're trying to build the NBA prison. I'm trying to build the NBA's next big hometown. <laughs> I think I'm I'm the winner here with Rico the Rattlesnake running up and down this stands uh, in Reno. I think it's the perfect NBA town. Let's bring the retractable roof to the NBA. Let's not let, leave that exclusively on MLB or NFL thing. Let's have these streetball kind of feels. Bring basketball into the desert. I'm all for it. You know, maybe like a big three league team. Yes, but I don't know. I don't know about the NBA. <laughs> all right, so Elon, I have a, uh, a bit of a conspiracy theory that people might not want to hear, but I think, you know, we're talking about Vegas, we're talking about expansion, we're talking about relocation. I think that the next team to be relocated in the NBA might be the San Antonio Spurs. Now, I know Spurs fans are very loyal, very loyal, lots of history, but hear me out. There's a, there's a bit of a pattern of what I'm about to say. It could, it could be very well a big stretch, but just hear me out. I don't, I'm not necessarily saying it's going to happen. Just listen. So over the past few years, the owner of the San Antonio Spurs, Spurs Sports and Entertainment, has sold you know, a couple of their franchises to groups in Vegas. In 2017, the San Antonio Stars of the WNBA were sold to MGM Resorts International, and they moved to Vegas, became the Las Vegas Aces. In, in uh, February 2020, the Vegas Golden Knights of the NHL purchased the San Antonio Rampage of the American Hockey League and moved them to Vegas as their uh, as their minor league affiliate, so this is kind of concerning. Two franchises owned by the same ownership as the Spurs have moved to Vegas, and this most recent move by the Rampage caught all the players, all the personnel off guard. No one saw it coming. They were they were blindsided and disappointed by this decision. Vegas is a city that might you know build up on their history of snatching teams, snatching established teams, I should say. From, from cities, you know, this past year, they took the beloved Oakland Raiders and moved them to Vegas. No one, no one would have thought that that would have happened. And this idea of the Spurs to Vegas, it's kind of been, you know, rumored a bit. You know, Shaq mentioned it in one of his podcasts back in May. It's just an idea. It's not necessarily set in stone, but I think, you know, it, it very well could happen. And I think, you know, if the Austin Spurs... The, uh, the Spurs G League team, if they move or if they're up for sale, then I think, you know, that is a sign that the Spurs are on their way out of San Antonio. What do you think about that? Ben, you are out of your mind if you think the <laughs> yeah. San Antonio Spurs are going to leave San Antonio. Hey, 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 hey. I, I, never, said, I never said that. It was definitely going to happen. But I'm just saying, you know, 1 plus 1 equals 2, and 2 plus 2 is 4. And you know, I, ben, I I'm just saying, just, just a theory, just a theory. I know this is gonna, this is gonna upset a lot of people. We'll try to put like a trigger warning on it, but this is just what I'm thinking. I have no credible sources, but I can break the news right now that the San Antonio Spurs will stay in San Antonio. That is absurd that you th that you can think there's a possibility they can go to Vegas. The difference between the Las Vegas Aces going to, you know going from San Antonio to Vegas is that they're a WNBA team. No one cares to watch the WNBA game. <laughs> the difference between the AHL team going to Vegas is that they are a minor league hockey team. You know, no one cares to watch a minor league hockey team. The Spurs are beloved in San Antonio. 
There is zero chance that they'll ever move out of San Antonio. They've been a steady NBA franchise. They've been, you know, a dynasty. They've been constantly, you know, they made the playoffs setting for 20 years straight before missing the playoffs last year. You'd have to probably pry Tim Duncan and Greg Popovich out of out of San Antonio before you can move the franchise there. Let alone all the fans that are going to, you know, rampage and, and riot in the streets if they ever hear, you know, rumors that their team is going to move, let alone it actually happening. I think you're going to upset a lot of San Antonio fans right now. They might be coming for you. <laughs> Just watch out. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, crazier things have happened, but we have to remember at the end of the day, this is a business. If there's money, if there's more money to be made in Vegas than San Antonio, I don't think it's that crazy that, you know, you have a, you have a bunch of, you know, rich investors from Vegas trying to, you know, if they can't land an expansion team, then try to move a team already in the NBA. And, you know, San Antonio is just a one-team city. I think if they do leave, it would be detrimental to the city as, you know, I'm sure the city really revolves around the Spurs. But I, I'm just saying, l- look at this look at this pattern. That's all I'm saying out here. Yeah, it's a business. And I think that the uh, San Antonio fans have proven loyal to the Spurs. I actually just found... Just now looking up online, a article from Bleacher Report uh, from a few years back saying which are the uh, most loyal fans in the NBA. And it had the Spurs fans at number four. Uh, they've actually had a, the actual home attendance was at 100, 100.1%, uh, more than maximum capacity, which means they've been filling up standing room as well. So it's basically impossible to get a ticket in San Antonio. They're not going anywhere, not even for just, you know, the fans want it, but it's proven to be a big business, uh, a successful business. I would be shocked if that ever happened. I think you'd have a lot of angry fans coming at you. I mean, you know, we said the same thing about Seattle, what, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, but look what happened there. No one thought that they would, the Super Songs would be relocating, but here we are, you know, 12 years later with OKC in the league. So it is crazy, but it's never, never impossible. If Vegas wants to uh, pry an NBA team from their city, they should try looking for a uh, less successful franchise or one with less fans. Maybe go for like Sacramento or something, you know, somewhere where the the repercussions won't be Sa- as big. Sacramento's <laughs> not moving. They're not moving. They just got a new arena. They're not. They're not going anywhere. So then take the Knicks for all I care about. You know, James Dolan <laughs> will sell the team to make some more money. <laughs> uh, I think. I think they might pay you to keep the Knicks. They know. No one wants. No one wants the Knicks in their city. <laughs> It's a nice, nice conspiracy theory. There's clearly some thought there, but I that, think that's, way all, that's off. all it is. That's all it is. It's only a conspiracy theory. That's all it is right now. Don't panic. Just enjoy, enjoy this season. Don't, don't, don't read into it too much. Well, Ben, I think uh, it's been a fun one. You know, it's always fun to talk about relocation. It's yeah. It's been like you said, relocation. It's always fun to talk about. You know, making up all these theories. You know, trying to see which cities might land the team next. You know, it's, it's been a, been a fun episode, and you know, can't wait for uh, for what's in store for in our next week's episode. Uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, all of our socials are in the description. Uh, if you want to follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, you can find us at, at @losersballpod. And to uh, all you fans in uh, Reno, Nevada, I'm I'm looking out for you guys. I'll be advocating for a team in Reno for the next few years. You guys are worthy of an expansion team for me, way more than Buffalo. I mean, hey, Buffalo, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that crazy of an idea if you guys got a franchise. Just imagine games against Toronto, against Detroit, against Cleveland. You know, Battle of the Great Lakes. It already has a already has a good name to it. To our one fan, to our one listener in Turkey, I don't know how you found us, but to our one fan in Turkey, all I have to say to you is Gule Gule. Happy buckets, everyone, and we'll see you next week. Looking forward till next week. <laughs>